Hello and welcome to episode two of the Living Scent Equipping Podcast. I'm Sarah Marie. I'm here with Chandler and our friend Jeff Olasinski, fondly known as Jeffo. Yes, Jeffo, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we begin, we we probably have a d- decent amount of people who maybe have heard of you or, or have no idea who you are. So we thought it would be good to uh, let you introduce yourself a little bit. Where, uh, how long have you been at New Life? Uh, what do you do now? Any other important information the people should know? Um, all great questions. Uh, my my experience was in fall of 97, I came to U of M. And that's when I started attending New Life. Uh, I did not go to church growing up. That was not I was not looking for a church when I arrived my freshman year in college. But, uh, but God had different plans. And I've been with the church ever since. I've been to four LTs. Uh, I, I considered going on staff, but my, my professional job is I'm a high school math teacher in Ann Arbor. Awesome. Which high school? Uh, Skyline High School. All right. And how long? The, I just finished my 20th year teaching. Ooh, wow. But uh, Skyline's only been open since 2008. So I've been there since, since it opened. Okay. I um, When I arrived on the scene in New Life, you were a bit of a mythical creature of like, oh, you do you know Jeffo? Like, He's the one who shared the gospel with me, or he baptized me. And it was always exciting, like, oh, you haven't met him yet? Because you're just known for being a man of great faith who loves the gospel and, and people around him well. well. I appreciate that. I felt the same about you, Sarah Marie. Oh, really? Yeah. You're, you're well known around it. Um, well. <laughs> that's funny. Infamous, probably, for making trouble. Well, everybody mm-hmm. needs both, a little good, a little bad. It's yeah, true. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, we had conversations about, I think probably our first conversations might have been about birth. Probably. Potentially. Mm-hmm. I could talk about that all day. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know, that's Sarah Marie's mm-hmm. other profession. Birth doula. Uh, birth doula. So mm-hmm. that makes more sense uh, if you don't know that. <laughs> well, and Jeffo is very familiar with birth because you have a bunch of kids. Yes, we have four <laughs> children. Yeah. yeah, that's true. This is great. Uh, we could just, yeah, based on previous conversations, we could just keep going uh but we have something to talk about today uh the reason that we we brought jeffo on today is that we want to talk about what it looks like to be on mission in our lives in the place that that god has put us so we each have a specific context and network of people that we live in that we interact with and um god has called us to be on mission in that place and last episode we talked more about what uh, what having a heart for reaching out to other people is with Pastor Harold, and we're excited uh, about all of those things that that he had to say. Um, but now we're going to transition to what it looks like to take that heart for for mission and thinking about it more in terms of our personal lives and how do we actually make that happen and think about where God has put us and how we can be on mission there. And so, Jeffo, we brought you on because of some of those stories mm-hmm. that that Sarah Marie uh, said you were like famous for before, but uh, not just in your college years, even coming into now. And we mm-hmm. just thought you'd be a great person to to talk about this with and to to equip our church on what it looks like to to be on mission where you are. So our first question before we dive into hopefully some some practicals and some ideas for what people can uh, do, how people can do this, is just what. Is important to you about being on mission where you are what are the things that motivate you uh why do you live your life in that way mm-hmm. right. these are great questions and uh, you know hearing that there's stories or or the reasons you brought me on um 
to the show is is news to me i here's the thing you know i learned my all my um all my knowledge about god and and uh how to live a life of uh for christ is is through new life right i i mean i've read scriptures obviously but people have trained me people have taught me and um one of the huge themes for me in the scriptures and in new life is is people and we value people we love people um god created people and and he wants to spend you know eternity with us so that's just been a high priority for me for for many years um yeah so just the value of people is important to me uh i see people as uh, as god's creations and and we're gonna we're gonna do right by god to connect with people and to share the gospel with them i don't see a whole lot of a benefit of like accumulating a ton of earthly wealth or or you know um entertainment i it's i think to me people's the people's the reason that we're here so yeah and i think it's something that shows in your relationships and choices that you make with your money your time your family um valuing all of god's people so it sounds like just what you see in scripture how you've been taught by people and by the lord uh to to value people just brings you to this place where you see your life you you see the opportunities you see the people around you and you think about how can i how can i value these people how can i care for these people the way that god does and ultimately like some of the most important things, the most important thing we can do is to help someone along their journey of, of coming to Christ. Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, I just love that thought that you gave of like, what what is actually worth it in life? Is it worth it to accumulate stuff, to um, to have achievements, to, you know, there's there's plenty of things that are, are worthwhile, but what are the most worthwhile things? Mm-hmm. And to think about caring for people, noticing people, helping people to know Jesus as like a foundation is is great. Absolutely, yeah. How would you recommend, you know, people who want to start being more missional where they are, whether it's school, work, home, out and about, to begin cultivating a lifestyle being on mission? Yeah, so there's a lot of good things like simple things um if you see something you appreciate about somebody at work tell them you know people people like to hear how they're doing something well they like to have compliment like in genuine sense not not flattery and um i think it goes a long way saying hello you know you can see somebody at work for for weeks uh never even say hello to them i think that sometimes we get into these like um, some people call it the rat race. Like you're just ants. You're just trying to get accomplish a mission, and sometimes you bump heads and, and you go in a different direction or whatever. But uh, recognizing that you are here with someone who God created, you are here with someone who's got value, and you can say hello. You can take a minute to connect. But I think people um, in general are very open to hearing how awesome they are. So if you tell them that, I think you're gonna build. You're gonna start building those connections. Um, remembering somebody's name, you know, mm-hmm. uh, remembering the name of their kids if they got kids, or remember the name, you know, what's going on in their life. So they tell you something, bring it back up the next next day or so, or even tell them, hey, I prayed about that. I, I found the coworkers that I had, 
that I have no knowledge that they go to church whatsoever, but I, I mentioned that I'll pray for them and they're like, Hey, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's a genuine, um, connection made, I, I believe. So sounds like a lot of it is intentionally choosing to see and connect with the people around you. Yeah. And I think once you get started with trying to, trying to be intentional, it, it will come more naturally. Yeah. As you, as you go, you just, you're naturally asking people about themselves and, and following up the next day or next week or something like that. Yeah. That's important. What are things that you think that I guess keep us from living missionally or like distractions and then kind of recommendations to build that muscle? Cause it sounds like what you're saying is like, Oh, if you do this regularly, it'll become habit or nature for you absolutely so i guess what do you find that keeps people from living missionally and how can we build that muscle that's that's fantastic question i think sometimes people will just get really focused on something especially at work or school you're like i gotta finish this paper right i gotta get this i gotta get this done before friday and so do i have time to ask so-and-so about her new pet do I, have, do, I have, do I have time to see pictures of uh, so-and-so's daughter? You know, like, do I, do I have time to connect on that level? Or is it just completely out of my mind? So I think sometimes sometimes it's just straight up work or something else is maybe even going on some circumstance in your own life that's obviously we all have circumstance going on in our own life, but there's something that could be weighing heavy on your heart and you just don't feel like that capacity to, to engage with other people. Um, so that's why I find little things go a long way. Like, like even just saying hello, how's it going? You know, um, uh, depends on the person obviously, but I've, I've tried to, uh, try to connect for 30 seconds. If, if, it, if you don't have time to get into a hour long conversation, touching base, making eye contact, you know, neighbor, I, I say hi to neighbors on my walks. And then after I got one neighbor in particular, he moved in the neighborhood and we, 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 we became friends over time. Uh, we were sitting down having a beer and then he mentioned, he's like, he's like, you know, I think you're one of the first guys to talk to me in the neighborhood. You know, I think you, our neighborhood's so friendly. He's going on about pe- people waving and all this and that. But he's, he's like, I think you're one of the first, first, you know, come up and talk to me. And, and then I thought about, you know, maybe, maybe not everyone does this, you know, maybe not everyone stops and says hello and, and stuff like that. So, um, I think it goes a long way and people remember. Yeah. Could be work, could be your neighborhood. And like you said, it is, it's not the normal thing. It's not things like with this example you just shared. It's not the thing that most people do. And so if we do it in and out of genuine care for people and we're just genuinely wanting to know someone and, and, uh, care about them and and get to know their story, people notice it. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's great. And it sounds like that's the way of just taking those opportunities when they come up slowly, like you said, Sarah Marie, it, it builds up the muscle a little bit more. And the first time it might be difficult, but the next time it's probably going to get a little bit easier. You're going to be able to do that a little bit better. And I think it'll be on your radar more. Mm-hmm. That is even a possibility. I yeah. told a story about one of your LTs, your leadership trainings that you attended taught you to look for like networks and opportunities could you tell us more about who's in your network or your circle or how to identify those people? Well, at LT, it was, it was, I mean, 
I, first of all, plug for LT is amazing, right? And leadership training. If you if you have a chance to go, I think you're gonna learn a ton. I had I went to four, but you really get the opportunity to see you have many different networks, right? You have a network of like at LT, for example, I had a network of the people in my um, living. It was a it was a double wide for one year, and uh, we had eight people, eight or nine of us in that thing. That was pretty pink. But anyway, <laughs> that's sounds not like, the reason you go. Sounds downtown. like fun. <laughs> it is. It is fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> but you have a network of people in that group that you're connecting with. You have a, a network of people at work. You got networks. Even the connections you still have back home, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, my personal life right now, I, I definitely have coworkers. I have, I have my family. There's a, we have a family of six, so I'm definitely connecting with them. And trying to be intentional, even with my own family, because you can you can really get into a groove of of sort of uh, living together, but not really connecting. Absolutely. And so to be intentional, even with my children, all those skills I learned at LT and through New Life, and and just just listening to God's word about connecting with people applies to your family as well. Right? Uh, you got a network of friends. Um, extended family, I, you know, you you walk into the grocery store, and all of a sudden you're surrounded by potentially hundreds of people, uh, nodding, smiling, eye contact. I, I I've seen people, you know, with 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 a, such a like a, a almost angry face, sour face. You smile at them, and they just light up. They just start smiling. They're like who's this guy? You know. So I I try to do it in a creepy way, but uh, <laughs> but just a, a nod can go a long way. Um, a smile. Yeah. Um, yeah, network, network's all over the place. What about the North Campus bus route? Oh, okay, North Campus. Yeah, I remember just telling you a story. Yeah, uh, when I when I was in undergrad, I would have, uh, I'd have a goal of trying to talk to one new person every time I got on the bus. Yeah, and just, and I, to me, now that I think about that, the possibility with, with everyone on their cell phones or people listening to music or, or podcasts, you know, those are pretty popular. Right? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, but just trying to connect with one person. Where are you from? What, what class are you going to? You know, um, uh, how's that? You know, and as you talk to people, you gain more information about, about what they're talking about to talk to the next person. Or, or like, hey, I, I know someone else who's in computer science, you know, and, and they had a really hard exam the other day. Um, there's, there's so many ways to just reach out and then believe it or not, Sarah Marie, I might not see that person later in the day and, and we'd have lunch together at the cafeteria or something, yeah. like that, you know? So, um, you don't know what relationships are going to form, right? You just don't know. So I, I met people, one of my dearest friends, uh, lives out on, on the West coast now. And we met because I said, uh, happy mold day. I said, happy mold day. She still remembers. I didn't, I didn't remember that. She's like, you remember what, what you said to me? I said, uh, I said, it was at the bus stop and I said, happy mold day. And it was, uh, you know, 10, 23, October 23rd is Avogadro's number. For those of you who don't know, it's, you can celebrate it now if you didn't. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people listening who know mold day. Yeah. So you're, yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's just, a you don't know what's going to happen. So you yeah. kind of send it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm what I'm boiling down from this is not even or just from hearing your stories and the way that you think about it. It's it's not even just like how can I think about how to you know have a spiritual conversation with this person? Like that's important and that's something that you're always kind of looking to do. But even before that, you're just thinking about I'm here. I'm in this place. Like what might God have me do here to just like be. A presence here that's like good and positive and, and healthy and, and helps people and sees people and 
and cares for people like thinking about that grocery store interaction it's like the the smile you give to someone isn't necessarily going to lead to a spiritual conversation you know maybe i don't know god could do whatever he wants but uh there may be something that god might be using you for in that moment to like serve that person or minister to that person and um just even thinking of your life beyond like how do we share the gospel and how do we utilize the networks that we have for that but how do we just look at where god has put us and think about what might god want me to do here to like just be a positive impact in this place um and that's really cool and as i think about like what does it look like for for god's kingdom to to come and to to break out in a place like it's not just the sharing of the gospel but it's like a transformation of Mm -hmm. people into being people like that as opposed to the people who are looking down at their phones all the time so busy so wrapped up with with life that's going on so i feel inspired by that uh of what it could look like for for more and more of god's people to to be that type of person in the world there's a really good like snack of a book by timothy keller by snack it's short called (laughs) the freedom of self-forgetfulness and i'm going to sum it up for you but he talks about that um it it's not thinking less about yourself it's thinking about yourself less Mm. Because I think sometimes you have this like false humility of like, oh, I'm the worst or um, no one like I don't matter kind of thing. And in a biblical perspective, that's not true. But how much am I thinking about me versus thinking about other people? And that's something that has really helped me be more on mission of how much of my brain space is spent thinking about myself and how much is spent on God's people around me. Yeah, that's great. And Sarah Marie, I want to talk about this too, as we were coming and preparing for this podcast, it, it came, it, I came to a realization that if you weren't the co-host of this podcast, you might be one of the people, obviously Jeffo is a great guest to have for this, but you would be someone that I would invite as a guest to this. So uh, definitely want to tap into uh, your thoughts and ideas and, and stories on, on all of this too. And uh, it feels like a great way to transition to that and just wondering, this is backtracking a little, but even for yourself, what are some of the ways that you're motivated? Some of the things that you, um, come back to as you think about how do I live on mission in the place where you are? Great question. Um, I love that this episode is so much storytelling. Um, I think for me, a lot of it comes down to that every person has dignity and worth as a child of God. The Lord has really opened my eyes to how helpless and harassed the sheep are. And I feel like just an honor to see that and get to care for his people. People are going through some really hard things. Yeah. And we don't know it all the time. No. I don't know anyone who's not going through a thing. Right. So your connections could go a long way. You know, we're called to be a light. And I think that's what, what you're talking about too, Chandler. And I think there's there's times in your life where you can have this like this like one off like like sharing of the gospel. Like I you know, I, I had a friend in college who invited me to share the gospel to her two friends. And I, I met them at the at the sharing of the gospel, right? Like I didn't have I didn't, there was no relationship built. It was not, you know, 
as far as my personal relationship with them, but was just because my friend had asked me to do it because I was uh, fluent at doing the bridge diagram we used to do and mm -hmm. and both of her friends prayed to receive christ and i think of it like that's a that's like this one-off right but i think most of our lives were we're building relationships mm -hmm. we're in it's and it's a it's a journey you're you're meeting people and and connecting with them and and then eventually that maybe there's a spiritual conversation or maybe maybe you're just known as someone who goes to church to them and then they have a spiritual conversation with someone else and then they got two people in their lives that they can connect with so yeah um yeah i think god's got us in different places for different times for for all different things yeah make the most of those opportunities yeah uh sam marie you mentioned this but i i and i agree i i think that this this conversation is just ripe for for stories uh to help us start start thinking about this so i'm wondering for both of you as you think about this what are some of the stories from your life that that come to mind we already heard about the north campus bus idea um but what are some other things that in your life in the past that uh you've seen god use you to either just be a light like we've talked about or maybe get to the point of being able to start sharing the gospel with someone i'll tell a story and then i think we should talk about noodle night and beer wednesday um which i'm excited about um I'm excited about that too, Sarah Marie. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing. Um, kind of an unusual situation, but that was really me trying to think more about the people around me and look at, at who's around me more. I went through a season a couple years ago where a whole bunch of people got married and I was going weekly to my favorite department store, JCPenney, to buy bachelorette party gifts. And I kept having the same saleswoman every time. And it was it was comical how many times I was going and buying bachelorette party gifts. And so I got to know her name and I got to know like she just moved here from California and like built this unlikely relationship and was able to invite her to church and to a small group and help her get plugged into the life and rhythms of the church. And then they were here for a lot of years, but it really came down to taking the time to like talk to the person at the sales register and share with them about my life and get to know them. And, um, you know, I, the opportunities are endless. Yeah. So who, who took notice first? Did you take notice first or did she? Ooh, I would say I probably took okay. notice first because I'm Midwestern friendly. Like <laughs> I will talk to anyone about anything. Um, but it just like, you know, when you ha you see the same stranger multiple times in a row, like that stands out. Like, maybe the Lord's doing something here, like your best friends. All right. We talked, you mentioned, yes. you mentioned these things. Yes. You I would love to hear, so there are two stories. And what I love about Noodle Night and Beer Wednesday is that it's some of the same people on mission 20 years later together. Mm -hmm. So could you tell us about Noodle Night and then how that has, as grownups, it's turned into Beer Wednesday and kind of the the why behind it? Sure, absolutely. Uh, we have um, an undergrad we had uh, decided that we should gather around food um, every Tuesday. 
And so I still remember it was Tuesday night. We called it Noodle Night. So everyone, it was a potluck essentially. Um, a group of people from many from New Life, but it was certainly an opportunity we could invite people that we meet from work or from from wherever. Maybe you met someone at JCPenney you want to invite, you know. <laughs> um, it's it's a very easy invite. Like, do you want to gather with people to eat food, right? You, there's just, and if they say no, it's not like personal necessarily. It's just a very easy thing to invite people to. So noodle night, and noodle night grew. And why noodle night? Because you got to have noodle salad at a potluck, right? Yeah. There's always noodle salad at a potluck. And it, and it, it, for me, it came from the quote from uh, As Good As It Gets, right? Um, noodle salad. And now I, it's funny, after so many times saying it, I'm forgetting the quote. But anyway, uh, there's a noodle salad quote. <laughs> good as it gets. You're going to have to see it. It's a good movie. Um, Let me get that for you. That would be great. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so we had uh, we, we grew and uh, we had an apartment with three. Um, I can't wait for you to read this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Good times, noodle salad. Yeah, that was that's what we always said. Yeah, there's more to the quote, but as but, someone who has not seen the movie and doesn't know the context, I don't I'm even sure know if you were born. It came I, out in '97. It's a great. I movie. was born. Oh okay. How? I, I was a year old. Well, depending on what day in '97. I don't know that one. Yeah. So '97 fits in pretty well because I was a freshman in '97. So freshman in college. Um. <laughs> I'm a little bit older than Chandler, as we've bit, established. A little bit. Um, but yeah, so we we gathered. We everyone brought some dish. Uh, so, you know, everyone had their staple, but there was always some noodle salad, and um, and people gathered, and, and we had we had a good time. Heck, um, two of my close friends they met at a noodle night and got married eventually. Amazing. So there you go. They're running after you know they're running hard for the Lord and what they're doing. They got children. Um, but you're, like you said, years later, uh, it had been a long time since a noodle night, but as an adult and people have kids and, you know, like you got to clean the house and stuff, you know, <laughs> we, do, we didn't do it in the house anymore, you know, so we do, uh, we do beer Wednesday now. On so, Thursdays. On Thursdays, yeah. We, we, our first ever beer Wednesday was a Wednesday, so we called it beer Wednesday, but now it's always on a Thursday. We, you know, I set out an email. It's very, it's very, uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort on my part, but I send an email, I pick a location, um, we gather, I, I invite neighbors, I invite coworkers, I invite people from church, and and then I always put an email, invite whoever you like. So I, you we get people that I've never met and 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 just having a good conversation and and you're you're connecting on things that I think some of the some of the people that attend, they don't they're not connecting with people like this. You know, they're not, they don't have a good close group of friends. There's so, a lot of loneliness. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I think it, I just, I really enjoy the people. Um, I enjoy the conversations. I usually, I'm an extrovert, so I get energy from people, which I think helps in this, in this um, topic that we're talking about. But, uh, but I'll come home and, you know, and, and it's a little bit later at night or whatever, and I'll just be all like, full of energy because i've been hanging out with people all day same same thing with ubering you know so i i uh i started ubering i uber for probably about i'm talking about driving for uber um probably a good five six years up until covid and then and i haven't done i haven't done it much since then but uh just talking to people interacting all night and like having conversations and and um and then i come home and i just i couldn't even sleep even though i'm doing a late night shift I'd go out and I'd drive from like 11.30 p.m. until sometimes 2.30 in the morning. Just, just a little chunk there. 
and there's people got stories you know i i had one in particular i remember just the girl just gets in the car and just starts sobbing and i just broke my heart and i said you know you want to talk about it you know kind of like a dad figure to these to these college students um she's like no but it just i don't know maybe maybe it made an impact but we just rolled quietly but you know you can you can pray for people even when yeah even when you're not talking to them so what i take away from that is uh yeah there's a there's power to inviting someone into something and there's power to doing something regularly that yeah it's a great opportunity to connect with friends i'm sure there's uh yeah plenty of plenty of good times with people that you know pretty well at noodle night at beer wednesday but then the occasional friend gets invited and there's a whole new opportunity to know someone and and to invite someone into that and just how yeah people can be to be noticed and people can be included by by being invited um and yeah just how we can or i guess a takeaway that we can have is like what can we do to to just invite more people into more things and, and notice people and include people yeah and and what did it take to start this i mean literally just sent out an email and 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 i guess to anyone who's thinking about starting some kind of regular event um my advice would be just don't take it personal no one you know if people don't come it's really to me yeah. it's it's for years it's always been about what what the lord is doing and and if it's just me and no one accepts the invite like i stepped out I did my best. I'm doing. I'm trying to do what the Lord has me doing, and when it comes back and like you know what, two people showed up, then it's like, well, I, I got to hang out and and build a relationship with those two people. But also, uh, it's not about me, and I think that's. I think that's going to go a long way if you're if you're thinking about starting something like this. And I think that's also a great sign that what are my intentions and motivations? Like if it's about me and my popularity or me being successful then i'm going to be upset if no one shows up but if if what we're doing is for the lord then we we can't be disappointed we can only trust that he is working and will continue to work yeah i'm just a participant on his story you know yeah why Mm -hmm. he includes any of us (laughs) blows my mind that's great yeah uh Okay, you told us that you have a neighbor you invited to Beer Wednesday. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, so actually, um, I've now I, I have several. So okay. so okay. this is this is fascinating because this you know, there's a young guy down the street. He just he's he's young compared to me. I mean, he's probably your age. <laughs> now that I think about <laughs> it. But uh, but you know, and then I, I invite him. He's been to everyone since I invited him. We do it once a month. We don't do it every week. We do it once a month. So noodle night was every week. But um, our once a month, once a month beer Wednesday, he's been every single one since I invited him, and now he's inviting his neighbor. Like he's inviting the people around him because he's way down the street. So it's so tonight is our once a month, once a month beer Wednesday, and uh, and he's got another buddy he invited. I I've only met him just the other guy just walking his dog. So um, so three of us will drive together, and uh, and you know it's I think it's all about building relationships and. And connecting with people, we got, we got a great neighborhood, as it turns out. <laughs> um, something that stands out to me about that was Noodle Night made sense when you were an undergrad mm-hmm. and you were all living together, yeah. and you didn't have kids and jobs and things like that. But now, for where you're at, you're all Chandler's age and older, and <laughs> have jobs and children and houses to upkeep. It makes sense that man, 
once a month is something that we could all do. Yeah. I think that makes me think about, we talked about the power of an invitation um, and wanting to be noticing and including people. But let's also talk about the power of accepting an invitation. For me, um, I call them the band babes. I play in a community band and have been able to build some really great friendships from that. And part of it was just making myself available to do to do things that other people planned or choosing to make make friends and broaden my circle. Um, what are some other invitations that you all have accepted? Well, I, you know, there's some that are out of your comfort zone a little bit, Sarah Marie, to be honest with you. Uh, some of the things that were, I think in the sometime, not saying all, but sometimes in the, in the church community, you could feel like I'm going to do these church things and invite people to these church things. But there's this whole other world of you could be invited to stuff, right? So um, I got invited to a book club. And if you know me, <laughs> Jeff O getting invited to a book club is really something. You know, I I love the idea of reading ceremony, mm-hmm. but I'm just not a fan of the actual practice of reading. Right. So the uh, the practice. So I so I got invited to this, this book club, and my my initial reaction was no, and and probably to to use a quote from a TV show, hard no. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, but I, I didn't say it out loud, so I gave it some thought, and I said, "Sure enough, I was like, I, you know, it's a good opportunity to meet some people," and uh, and, so, and so I said yes, and I've done all audiobooks. I like because I just don't, too. yeah, I just don't sit down and read books that often. So audiobooks, I, I take a walk, I listen, I read, listen in my car. The bottom line is, I I thought I was trying to be intentional about accepting the invite. Um, I got invited, you know, there was a there was a school wide invite at my old school. We're gonna we're gonna do yoga after school for five bucks five bucks person and i thought you know again like this is not <laughs> something i do i don't do yoga um but it's you know it's, it's community building right you're getting together with other people with other coworkers, and, and shared experience yeah and conversation before conversation after you get to know people um so thinking about ways you could accept invites as well i think goes a long way do you uh you accept all your invites uh ceremony i try to but this is a total tangent. I have been working on um, making my yes stronger, which means I have to say no to some things. Mm. And then being bi- bivocational, working two jobs really limits my like extra time. So, Well, my daughters both want to hang out with you. We, we, t- we I talked to my daughters since we talked last. And, uh, and I, says, I said, you know, you guys should really look at hang out with Sarah Marie. I love that. Okay. I'm in 100%. Yes. You got it. Like Peyton has literally asked me, like, you think we, you, you, you know, think we can hang out with Sarah Marie or, or what? I was, I was like, I don't know. She's pretty busy, but I'll, if no, you're. not too busy for that. Okay. The thing about tween girls and teenagers is I'm always like, oh, I'd really like to talk to them, but they're so cool. And like, and I'm always like, oh, maybe I shouldn't talk to them or like don't want to embarrass kids and things like that. But no, I'm at a hundred percent. People I'm gonna figure out. Tasks. I'm gonna figure out how to transition from this, and I have a good one. Uh, Jeffo, you said you like to include your family in your practice of doing this, and it sounds like you're not afraid to be uncool in front of your kids as you do some of this. Uh, so Sarah Marie can maybe learn a little bit from that. But <laughs> tell us more. Tell us more about what it looks like for you to take all this that you do and, and include other people in it uh, with your family, but in in other ways too. 
well it's i i think there's like an ongoing like 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 dad will talk to anyone sort of sort of vibe in my household and and i wave to people and and you know what sometimes people don't wave back you know, like it's something simple like a wave in the neighborhood where you're driving and the kids will notice like hey dad that, that person didn't wave back and i'm like D-, you know from a kid's perspective that could be like crushing like oh my gosh i I put myself out there. I waved and, and it didn't, they didn't respond. Oh my God. To me, it's like, oh, you know, they got something else going on. You know, it's, a, it's to, to put yourself out there is a given. And and their response is their response, right? You can't control that. Um, you know, I go I go through the drive-thru. I, I was telling you guys a story one time going through the drive-thru and one of my boys was like, yeah, ask, ask the woman's name, you know? So like, this is kind of awkward, you know? You don't normally, <laughs> normally ask the person's name in the drive-thru. But, you know, the kids are, like, thinking about others, right? They're mm-hmm. they're thinking about that there's people, there's human beings around us. It's not just about us, and I love that. So, so it's like, hey, uh, my name is Jeff. What's your name? You know, something <laughs> simple, right? Because it can be uncomfortable for me, obviously, you know? But, um, but just knowing that my kids are thinking about others and, and uh and the people around you i I just try to remember remind my children you you are surrounded by people right and if you are if god's put you in the same location at the same time as some other human being like that's something special Mm -hmm. and you can wave you can say hello you can make eye contact whatever it might be so um i usually try to just remind them that you know god's made these people and uh, they're important Let's talk a little bit about how to prioritize, whether it's discipling your children and showing them that, or even just in our own lives, how do we, how can we prioritize seeing and caring for others? I know for, for us in my home with my roommate, Stephanie, we have um, a clock on the back of our door that says the Christian life is full of risk and interruption. And for me, that's, Uh, making sure I buffer time to spend extra time at the coffee shop in case I can talk to someone or um, there's an opportunity to serve or something that pops up that I'm like, "Mm, I have margin and budget for that. But um, if we think about truly wanting to live a lifestyle of mission, what are changes or practices, changes to our lives or practices that we could add or modify to like really live missionally you sometimes i think i, I, I reference another movie here I, I watch a lot of movies but <laughs> if you have seen slumdog millionaire this young kid he basically answers all of these i, I, should, I shouldn't i shouldn't say too much if people haven't seen it Is he, i mean it's been a lot okay it's, i think it's out of like the oh, statute man. of limitations we, it's just spoiler just you, you can spoil we can mention it. you can spoil if it. you have a problem with it spoiler alert for can, slumdog millionaire you can email me directly <laughs> so this young kid has all these unique experiences in his life that help him to go on this how to be a millionaire show and answer all of these questions and there's the questions just so happen to be very specific to his life well talking about this topic of of including others inviting others and being intentional is i have very specific memories of different things that have occurred in my life like 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 a stranger saying something kind to me like i got memories of that people doing that to me and it makes me think i'm going to do that to others mm-hmm. right so um all of these you know all of these things come together and play an important role in this in this process of of valuing others, you know, scriptures I've read, or or how how leaders in church have included me, or 
or just how friendly you guys are to me. You know, I met Chandler just one other time, two other times, I suppose, and uh, just the nicest guy. You know, you're like stuck with him now. Yeah, I I'd hang out with you guys all the time because because you're just fun people to be around. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I ever get back asked back, but this is this is this has been a highlight of my life right here. So <laughs> we'll well, make first podcast, great. right? We'll make a whole nother series. Yeah, <laughs> just to have you back. I think. Yeah, I mean, who knows where this podcasting thing will go? With maybe people, you know. Just get the people to start demanding more. Sarah Marie Chandler, Jeffo, we could just you know, take we, off. And we could find things. We could find things yeah. to talk about. Uh, also, Slumdog Millionaire came out in two thousand and eight, and it is twenty twenty two when we record this. I think we're. <laughs> I think if people wanted to see it, they have seen it. <laughs> That's also a great movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> It's a good one. Well, sorry that it's spoiled for <laughs> it's you fine. now, Sarah Marie. Oh, man. I try, to, try not to get on too many off-topic things uh, in this podcast series, but uh, this is the podcast to do it, I guess. Uh, prioritizing the people here over the task of making this podcast, uh, which yeah. is what we're wanting to do when we think about being, uh, being on mission where we are. Yeah, this is one of the things I want to mention was my experience of going to uh, El Salvador. I went to two trips in El Salvador, for, uh, just a week-long mission trips. And um, they, w- they would kind of prep us, like, cultu- culturally, there's some differences, right? From Michigan to El Salvador, there's, there's some differences. And one of the things that was made very clear being down there and even beforehand was the the priority on on relationship building. And that and that if you are, you know, if you're interacting or you're, you're, uh, you're gathering a group or you got some th- somewhere to be and people are late, the priority is not being on time. The priority is the relationships, right? So, so if you are at the coffee shop, uh, Sarah Marie, and you get in a conversation with somebody, um, culturally, that was like the priority, like to, to be warm to people, to carry on the conversation. And the priority wasn't you know, I got to be on time to this next thing. I think culturally it's much different here in, in Michigan or, or maybe most of the United States. If you're late, that might be considered rude or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, building in margin, like you said, is a very important thing. Like if you can have interruption, like you mentioned, and uh, and prioritize people, I don't know what else, What are, what's better than that? I don't know. That's I found that really hurt people people are rarely upset if you're late with good reason if you're late because you didn't want to be there that's another story but anytime i've said thank you for waiting i'm so sorry i'm late here's what i was doing it's almost always like a benefit to other believers to know like oh that's that's great that the lord brought that about in your day Mm -hmm. um i'm not saying that i try to be late all the time it happens but i think it's worth it I'm never going to be glad I was on time for a meeting at the expense of a relationship or an opportunity that the Lord put in front of me. Do you, do you meet a lot of people that build in margin into their life like you do? I, I think it's amazing that you do that. Um, I, I think it's something that I try to share with people that I disciple of like, if, if like this is something you want to be important to you, how can you structure your life to reflect that because you can say something's important to you but if you don't make time for it you know i'm gonna run a marathon great what are you doing to train oh i'm not training i'm just gonna show up like it it doesn't really work so what do i need to do 
in my life to orient it around the um, gospel and point it towards the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think culturally we pack our schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially post-pandemic, like where the pendulum has kind of swung. We had like two years of almost nothing. And then I don't know about you all, but here in 2022, it feel more frenzied than ever. Well, I'm a teacher in the summertime, so I'm not feeling a whole lot of frenzy mm-hmm. right now. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> Tell uh, us more. <laughs> uh so yes, the practical here being what can it look like to actually be intent so intentional about living into your network and being on mission where you are and as we say at New Life living sent like doing that with your whole life not just having that be your life be about or your faith be about what you do on Sunday uh but living out that kind of idea at the end of every service they say it's a sending Sunday we're being sent out um a way to practically live that out could be to plan to have more margin in your life to be able to to have those moments in in the everyday um but the other thing that i think of is just this uh this thing that jeffo you've been coming back to again and again but just thinking about what what might god have me do here like mm-hmm. what God has put me here. God has put this person here. What mm-hmm. what might he be having me do here? And just taking the mindset from how do we how do I accomplish the thing that I need to accomplish now to what might God have me do here? Um so one more one more practical in the sense of something you could actually do and another more of a mindset shift, but for for those who are out there who are thinking, yeah, I, I want to do a noodle night or I want to be more intentional like I guess a practical could be to start noodle night too, if you want. But uh, for those who are wanting to do invite this. Invite Jeffo. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, Jeffo I'll is in. <laughs> Bastard uh, ceremonies. <laughs> you might get a lot of invitations from that, depending on who listens. But that, that might be fun. That'd be hilarious. Uh, well, uh, to not take too much more of everybody else's time here on this podcast, uh, we should wrap up. But I want to give a place for any final Final leaving thoughts for the people. And then will you pray for all of us? I absolutely will. Yeah, definitely. I did have a final thought because what you're saying is amazing, Chandler. The um, the being intentional and thoughtful, I, I think like a practical. Like you're about to go into the store to pay for gas. You're about to go into the store and get a candy bar. Like something simple. You can just say a quick prayer. Lord, I'm about to interact with humans, right? Like, like what do you got for me? Who, who can I say hello to? You know, I got out of Costco today and I saw somebody who had a unique design on their car and I mentioned that I like it. I said, I like your car. I like the blue. You know, it, it, who knows? Yeah. Who, know, who knows what? But we didn't get in a spiritual conversation. We didn't like, I don't got a phone number we're going to hang out or anything like that. But I think things like that, people have said compliments to me and, I, and it felt good. And I thought, you know, I could spread that. I could be a light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And you can be intentional that way. So I appreciate what you said. Yeah, Chandler, of course. Intentionality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Would you, yeah, Jeffo, would you pray for us as we close out? Pray for the people that we can live in this way for, for the Lord. Absolutely. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that I got to be here with uh, Sarah Marie and Chandler. And uh, thank you for your word, Lord. You you teach us through your word. Um, we learn about how much you love people through your word. We learn about our mission through your word. And we, we pray for workers. We pray for people who will be uh, dedicated to you and dedicated to advancing your kingdom. 
and um, and and we pray for people who will love people and we pray for people who will um just their hearts will be broken for those who are hurting um people are going through so much and we know lord that you love them we know that you care for them and we know that you use us you use us to uh to help heal you use us to listen you use us to um to be there to just be present and lord we thank you for that that you um, that you called us to this mission um i pray for this podcast that um people that will listen would uh, feel connection to you lord they feel motivated they feel like they have some practical things they could work on um and i just pray for uh sarah marie and chandler as they do different episodes that you bless them you give them wisdom and you guide them with your holy spirit lord i pray all this in jesus name amen, amen. Wow. thank you so much jeffo a treasure to be with you i'm happy to be here yeah, yeah. I, I would do this anytime great sounds good everybody look out for yeah. the new podcast series. my brain is like turning on scheming new ideas i'm in that sounds great we'll be back for episode three with pastor joe Van- joel vanderskell where we're going to build on this conversation and talk about how to take the relationships with the people around you into spiritual conversations and it's going to be really great Yep. Excited for that one. And we'll see you all then.